Hey everyone, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net with co-host Rick Bulow for the third episode of the HTDC podcast. And uh, yeah, how you feeling to, to tonight, Rick? I guess over in Denmark, it's quite late. What time is it over there? It's almost four in the night, four in the morning. So that is, may that I, is May I just say also, you nailed the name this time. Did I? Yeah, I, I've been practicing. Below. <laughs> I've it's been good. practicing a lot, just for you. So what are your ideas today? So today what we're going to be talking about is getting yourself out there as an artist, something which is relevant to all of us, you, Rick, myself, and most of the people listening, no doubt. Uh, so I thought that we could maybe talk about some of the tactics that we could use on social media, maybe even at cons. You know, I don't go to many comic cons or anything like that, but I do know it's a way that a lot of artists out there do get exposure. And uh, yeah, any other avenues really that we can think of. I know that um, I've got a little bit of experience in the online department as far as social media goes and uh, email marketing and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure about you, but I'm sure that you, you know you probably had a little bit of uh, experience as far as the cons and you know at least you know on Facebook and that kind of thing. I know that I mean you're an admin for our HTDC group, so. Yeah, um, I know, I'm sure that's helped you get your artwork out there a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, I, as you said, I'm I'm still I'm still new, but I've I've so far studied at least got myself so much into it by reading up on the opportunities and possibilities that I'm that I feel like up for it to take the next leap myself. So this be, would be a good conversation for me to learn something new as well, because right yeah, where absolutely. I where I am right now is I know the places to go, but the the options are just so many. There's so many options that you can get confused just by that, where to go, mm -hmm. where not to go, and that is right now what's bothering me. But the most important thing that you told me in a in in a private messages is get a website running. So that is what I'm focusing mm -hmm. on right now. Actually, I've already started writing up what I want it want in a website. So that's the first step. That's the first important step, and I agree with you on that one. Yeah, absolutely, man. Getting a website together is the first most important thing to do because no matter how much social media marketing you're doing or email marketing or even if you're putting your work out there on places such as DeviantArt or ArtStation, you know, the online art forums, um, you still want to be funneling people back to the central hub, which is your website, of course, where you've got the best work showcase that you've done and you've got, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of interactivity where people can actually message you and become engaged in the things that you're doing, which is ultimately, a, you know, in the end, what you want to be trying to do is, is getting your audience hooked in. And the best tactic for doing that that I've found is by providing some kind of value. And as artists, that value comes in the form of, you know, step-by-step -step breaks down, letting people get some insight into your process, or running a blog where you're just talking about the journey that you've been taking as, you know, you harness your skill set as an artist. Because a lot of the time, the people who follow you are really interested in what you're doing and how you're doing it. So when you can give them a peek inside 
or a little bit of insight into that, then they're going to feel a little bit more involved. They're going to be more invested in what you're doing, and they're going to feel more connected to you. That's yeah. That's what. That's basically the most comments I get when I put put stuff up uh, myself is, can we get progress shots? Can we get? Can we see how how you did this and this and this with the coloring? How did you how did you manage to get so get the eyes so lifelike? Do you have anything? step by step to show us and all that so that is what people want and if you give that give that to them you will easily have them hooked and and they will keep following you because you deliver what what they want and that's a progress so they can learn stuff from you at the same time as they follow you yeah you get to help them at the same time and everybody works in different ways like your technique and approach to creating what you create, Rick, is going to be different to mine. And same with the audience. There's so many different ways out there to essentially reach the same destination when it comes to our artwork. People have different ways of penciling, different ways of inking, different methods for coloring. And so there is just a sea of information that we could potentially be giving one another when it comes to offering that value that I was talking about before. And the website is again the place that you create that people know that they can go to to get a little bit more of insight into what it is that you do as an artist not only you know so that they can see your artwork and the portfolio that you've put together but also again so that they can actually see how it's all created you know when i post out a uh, work in progress for example onto facebook a lot of the time it gets probably more likes than the finished result, the finished product. Mm. For some reason, people just really enjoy seeing that stuff. But they also enjoy, at least I do, enjoy the 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 thinking you put along with it in your post, your 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 written thinking of how you were going to approach this and that, and and your whole thought process through it all, and that also helps get people in, get a get a shot into your mind and how you work when you think about it. And another thing about websites, what they're good at, you get to be you and not you under under rules made by the other places on social media that, that you're putting up your, your stuff. You get to be you yeah, exactly. and just you. So that's where the audience get the most, the most and best version of you that's not hindered by different Facebook laws, for example, or Instagram laws and such. Yeah, and that can be a major selling point as well. Hey guys, you know what? I've got another version of this piece of art over on my website that I'm not going to be posting out here publicly to social media, so if you want to check it out, be sure to head on over and give me a visit, right? Yeah. Um, kind of like the, <laughs> the inner circle. You can create an inner circle where only certain people who have really become attached to your artwork, you know, the biggest fans who are constantly visiting your website and engaging with it, they're the ones who get to see the exclusive content. And exclusive content is yet another form of, you know, value. It's it's more content that you can give out to your audience to hook them in. So I think that there's there's value that you want to give to the people who follow you. And that value comes in different forms. You have, so, to show, you have to show thanks in some way or another, right? Because exactly without them, you were you without them, you wouldn't get noticed. And 
you of course appreciate people mm. noticing you and it's a good way to say thank you by giving them some extra well yeah and if you're creating something really valuable that they can share with their friends and that they can get out there well that's even better for you because it means that you know the <laughs> the tentacles that you're sprawling out and the the additional amount of people who are going to see your work becomes an even higher number exactly so so create shareable content that's the first thing um and again that value can come in the form of step-by-step -step breakdowns written tutorials on your blog it can come in the form of video content so i think that by by just sitting down and brainstorming okay what is it that i can deliver to my audience beyond just the finished product and then going ahead and creating that stuff because it's going to spread like wildfire especially if it's any good yeah so let's try and take it a little step by step for for the listeners here in getting yourself out there we, we talked a little about the website being the most important uh, important part but mm. but with all the social medias i have this feeling when i at at this point that i don't i don't want to go to all the places of social media at at the beginning and put myself out there because that will just be too much work for me right now to to even to even do it will be yeah so, so what are the most popular social platforms that you can think of rick exactly i right now it's it's facebook of course get, get mm. that that'll be my next step after the website and then instagram and then Instagram is very up and coming. Yeah, it's kind it's, of taken over a lot of the really, other social yeah, yeah. platforms. When it when it comes to the picture the picture part of social media, Instagram is really getting up there. I've been told, and it's mm -hmm. just getting, oh yeah, it is. And there's also also people that's only on Instagram and not really on Facebook, which surprised me. Yeah. So so that are you on Instagram, Rick? No, not yet. But well, I will one be. Of the, one of, yeah, one of the things I've noticed is when I post up a, a piece of artwork onto Instagram, it'll get pretty much double the amount of likes, so to speak, that Facebook will give the content that I'm posting up there. Oh, really? So, yeah, in Instagram seems to be a little bit more engaged and a little bit more active well, as I, far as the I, people who are interacting with your work. Yeah, but I also think that's because Facebook's algorithms... And all the mm -hmm. other posts there on Facebook is so, it's everything different. On Instagram, you you basically know what you're looking for. Well, yeah, and think about how it's presented. It's essentially a gallery. It's a port. It's literally a portfolio platform where you're able yeah. to showcase your images, which is fantastic for artists. It's really perfect. And you get what you're looking for when you go. You go into Instagram, no, uh, looking for pictures. You get pictures. That's not why why you go to Facebook. Well, let's say no, exactly. you go to Facebook for the for the chat, for the fun, for the. I mean, generally speaking, not 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 in our mindset because we want to show our, show our art. But generally speaking, people mm. go to Facebook just to chat and have fun and be social media. If you go to Instagram, it's it's strictly for to watch picture, look at pictures. So it, it's a, it's the difference. So I can understand why there's more people. Mm there to get the likes from then Facebook 
Yeah, definitely. Facebook is great because it allows you to post your picture and then tell a little bit of a story about it that people can interact with. And that visually is more of a point, I think, that they're trying to make. It's visually something that they're trying to get people to do more so than on Instagram. Because on Instagram, you know, the platform is really made for mobile phone, for example. And so you're kind of flicking through the imagery and you're not really going to be taking the time to leave a, a huge comment or a, a huge amount of feedback when you're looking through the images on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Facebook, on the other hand, it's kind of more of a desktop application almost, or at least that's how it started off and kind of still is, um, which encourages a different sort of behavior. Um, it's also a news platform as well, Facebook. So, you know, if if you're trying to get yourself out there as far as, you know, different, uh, you know, announcements that you're making about your artwork or your website or what it is you're doing, Facebook's really good for that. Yeah, completely agreed. So uh, I'd say I, yeah. I definitely need an Instagram. And then I'm considering getting a Twitter, but then again, I really never liked Twitter. Yeah. But because that's ba that's basically a social media more in the same sense as Facebook is. And not exactly so art directed as I as I wanted to be. But then again, it still have the opportunities of you can you get you get what you you get what you want better on Twitter than on Facebook on Facebook because you you directly follow people on Twitter. Yeah. See, I never I never understood Twitter. I never really seen any sort of uh, success on there. I just. For some reason, I couldn't get it, man. <laughs> uh, me, uh, me neither. So, my, I would be, I would be Facebook and Instagram, and then also because I have mm. this thing of I really lo lo like watching, <clears throat> sorry, really like watching speed paints myself, mm. and, and the guidelines yeah. on the, on video and so. So I, I will also really strongly consider getting a YouTube channel. Absolutely. And they're really the three main platforms. Why is YouTube so important? Because it's, if you can, in comparison to Google, it's the second most popularly used search engine, right? Yeah. Uh, and Google is the first, YouTube's the second. So you kind of want to get yourself on there so that people can find you. Exactly. So that, mm. and that's, that's what you want to do when you get yourself out. That's to be found. Yeah. After all. So let's take, it, let's take it a step back, right? So the first thing we need is a website, right? You're an artist. Yeah. The first thing you want to create is a website. What are the different platforms available out there to create a website? Well, for me, off the top of my head, Wix, you can start with straight away. There's a free version of Wix. You can get that all set up if you like the look of it and you can afford the premium version. And uh, and get rid of the the watermarks that they have at the bottom of the page there. Then you can totally do that. Very easy to use, super intuitive. You can slap a website together in probably less than half an hour. Um, there's also Squarespace, of course. Yeah, I heard of that. It it doesn't have as much of a free version, and you do. It is. Uh, I think it's a little bit more expensive. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure, but the last time I checked, it was. You're going to get cool um, So this is Squarespace, too. <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, man, I'm on the record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, and and what else can you think of, Rick? Is there a, is there another platform out I'm there that, to that my, you used before? I'm trying to wrap my brains around it because I'm following an, uh, yet another Australian guy. I'm following him on Facebook. That's called Draw with Jazza. Ah yes, and, uh, Jazza, last, good old Jazza. And last year he had a he he had a, a video up about a homepage that was really that looked really really great, and it was also free. I can't. I just can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry. I will. Uh, I'll try and leave the name. I'll try and leave the name in the com- uh, comment section uh, in the podcast. Yeah. So totally. You- um. Well, there is WordPress as well. That's another really popular one. And even if you don't go with Wix or Squarespace or WordPress, uh, you can you can kind of fashion a website out of places like DeviantArt. Or ArtStation, you can kind of direct people to those websites in order to, you know, get them looking at your stuff. However, it just doesn't look as professional. Like with Wix, when you set up a website and, you know, you pay for the premium, whatever, that's okay. It's a pretty low cost. It's one of the only costs you're going to have to pay for as an up-and-coming artist. But, you know, besides, of course, your hardware and whatnot. You've got to make money. You've got to use money to make money. I have a firm believer of that. Exactly. You got to spend money to make money, um, and once you've got that set up, you can actually create like a, a an account, an email account, which is attached to your website. So, for example, mine is Clayton Barton at HowToDrawComics.net, and that looks really professional when you're sharing it with people that could become potential clients or just for anyone who really wants to get into contact with you. Yeah, exactly. And also, ArtStation and DeviantArt, it may is good but it it will never be your place exactly you'll be always restricted to the guidelines on that exactly so uh, wix sounds reasonable i'll have to check that one out for sure yeah wix wix or squarespace are probably the two most popular ones and they're the easiest to use man times have changed so much because once upon a time when you wanted to create a website you'd have to learn html or javascript and you'd have to put the entire thing together on your own and even if you were good at it it wouldn't look that great it would look nowhere near as good i remember i I remember the first uh, uh first homemade internet websites and they were just god awful all of all of them compared to now so, <laughs> yeah. and, and compared to now you can do like with three clicks you can make a better one that people at that time spent let, let's say three months on doing it's just insane oh yeah so now you can do things now that would have been impossible back then exactly so now we got that so now we got our website we got our facebook we got our twitter and potential tv and art well, the main ones for the social media Instagram. would be Facebook. Yeah. Let's talk about Facebook for a second. What do you actually want to do on Facebook? We're talking a lot about Facebook. Well, yeah. the first thing that you want to do is you, of course, want to make your you want to make your profile. You know, people use Facebook for friends and stuff. I'd say just use it as a business platform, honestly, especially if you're an artist. But set up your main page, set up your fan page. Okay, your art page where you're going to post all your art. Very easy to do. Facebook basically takes you through the process. It'll take less than a minute. You give it a name and you start posting your art on there. Post little stories every single day. You know, mix it up a little bit. Maybe show people what you're doing in the studio. Show people what your studio looks like. Show them your setup. 
and then show them the actual work in progress, the latest piece that you're working on. Show them the finished product. Post out tutorials that are written and also in video formats. Right? The more diff the more formats that you can post out that value we were talking about on, the better. Because people consume things in different ways, right? Like this podcast, for example. We're giving value to people through audio. And that's important because sometimes people just can't sit down or they don't have the opportunity to sit down. They don't have the time to actually watch something. So instead, we're giving them something to listen to, right, Rick? But who, who wants to watch me for an hour just talk? I mean... <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, I would, but that, that's just me. Mm. I actually got a little confession to make. I actually have... Okay, confess. I actually have <laughs> a fan page on Facebook. Do you? But there's nothing you on really? it. There's nothing on it. I, I, I did the first five minutes set up, as you said, but and then I yep. just left it. So it's actually yeah, out well, there. so it's actually out there but there's nothing on it even I don't even think I put I'm a, I I bother putting a profile picture up before I was said ah, I'll do it later and never got around to yeah. it. Yeah. So what's that, it called? If you're going to if you're going to plug it now's your opportunity. Well, my uh, uh, Rick is the um, it's just short for my uh, for my name that's Rick uh, Rickard in Danish Rickard and uh, which is basically Richard. So yep. I so artistically fancy called my page for rich art you know a play by oh. i thought that was so smart and it is <laughs> it sounds good very very smart so yeah awesome so now, oh, well, i'm gonna so, jump so, on the bandwagon so, so so now people are gonna be fa fans of it and i got nothing to show and now now i'm gonna be forced to start showing stuff god damn it clayton yeah, you, exactly. learned, you, well, you learned me into the trap clayton I did. Yeah. I absolutely did. Good job. <laughs> um, and of course, guys, if you want to follow uh, either either of us, um, mine is The Art of Clayton Barton. I think it's as simple as that. So, um, yeah, guys, if you're an artist, again, go out there, set up your website, then set up your art page on Facebook, and then start to join and interact and engage with Facebook groups that uh, you know, obviously focused on art and that kind of thing. Specifically, comic book art. If you're into comic book art, or you know, fine art. I mean, they've got groups for everything on Facebook. But the cool thing about that is, is that you're posting your work out onto these groups. People are seeing your work, and then you're directing them back to your art page or your website. It's a great way to get leads, so to speak. Exactly. And all a lead is is someone who's kind of interested in what you're doing, and may potentially become a little more invested in it by you know either uh, supporting you in some financial way maybe buying by buying your artwork or buying a course that you're creating about creating that artwork exactly so, so that's that's a good point because i was also to, i was also told that according to statistics for every 10th person that that sees a link one person will uh, one person will click it and that really that, that's a that's a good thing to have if you if you if you go into your group as and you write as your fan as your fan page because thanks to facebook you can do that now after all mm. people will get instantly see that okay this is a, this is the artist page this is not the personal page uh, personal profile this is the artist pro 
profile, it's easy to click on. So they click on it and easily go look instead of having to ask for your for your artist page. So that yeah. helps. So start showing your art off not not on your personal profile in those groups, but your fan, uh, but your fan uh, your art page, Facebook art yeah. page instead, because then it's easier to go by and people will easily be able to find it. And then it will be right there for the taking and then can follow you easily by one click. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to kick it up a few notches, as artists, we have a little bit of advantage here where we can actually create artworks that are surrounding a trending topic. For example, if you're a comic book artist, a fantastic idea for you in order to get yourself out there a little bit more on your Facebook page or on your Instagram account or on your website even would be to create an artwork uh to, that focused on say deadpool right because yeah. deadpool 2 as we know has just been released so if you create a deadpool 2 artwork people are going to find that because they're looking for it like the masses are looking for deadpool 2 content right now so if your artwork is part of that content you're going to have a lot more surface time, right? You'll be able to get a lot more air through the <laughs> the absolute sea of information that is out there. Exactly. I think Rick as well. You didn't didn't you do a Thanos artwork yeah, I recently? Did. I, did, uh, I did. I did. I yeah. did Thanos when uh, Infinity War was uh, at the top. I had just yeah. I had just seen it on uh, premiere day, and I was so excited for it. I just had to paint it, and then I was like, well. It, it works to do it now. And we, we also see it in the group, how to draw to comics group. Mm. Whenever there's a well, there's a big event uh, mm. with the comic, or comic-wise, like when just mm. when win, the Winnom trailer, the trailer, not the movie, the Winnom trailer came out, our group mm. was spammed for 24 hours late uh, afterwards with symbiote drawings from different <laughs> artists of different levels. And it was... And it's just awesome to see. Oh yeah, Venom. Yeah, um, and and you know, I, I got to give credit to a guy that some of you might know called Boss Logic, um, who actually, you know, I got into contact with him and I asked him if he could share some advice on, you know, how he was getting himself out there. And he said very much the the same thing. You know, make sure that you, your artwork is surrounding topics that are at least trending. And as artists, it's so easy to do that. Oh yeah. It can, it can be um, it can be politics as well. It can be so stuff mm. that's really really going on in the news right now. If you want to do that, if you're that kind of artist, so there's mm. plenty of opportunities to just Google uh, Google something and see what's trending trending right now, and, or go on Twitter and see what subjects are trending, and then see if you can get an idea of of doing drawings from that. Well, if you Google search what's trending, right? If you Google search trending on Google, I, I believe there is a website where Google actually tells you what's trending right now around the world. <laughs> or you can just draw, um, or you can just draw cats. That's always trending. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Let me see if I can find that website. Actually, well, yeah, cats are always, always trending. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's really awesome. There's a lot of opportunity out there. Another little tactic. Uh, that I was led in on by another artist who has a significant amount of followers. I forget what their name is. Let me see if I can quickly jump onto Instagram and take a look. No, I can't find them. Um, but this particular artist was talking about 
the fact that, say, for example, you're... We were talking about Venom just before, right, Rick? Yeah. So let's say you want to draw a new piece on Venom. Um, if there is another Instagrammer out there that has a massive following who also does Venom content, if you tag them in it, because, it, of course, it's applicable, right? It's It's reasonable to tag them because you're doing content similar to them. Uh, that is going to give you a boost in terms of how many people see that artwork oh, because really? their followers, yeah, if they interact with your piece of artwork, say they give it a like or they give it a comment, well, for their followers, it'll show up, your your con- your artwork will show up in their explore page. So you can basically do that with, uh, let's say, Hollywood actors as well. Like Tom Hard- if Tom Hardy has an Instagram, you can tag him if you don't know when yeah. piece. Yeah, totally. And especially if he goes over to your gallery and he gives it a like or he interacts with it in some way, anyone who is following Tom Hardy will see your artwork pop up in their explore page, right, on Instagram, which is really cool. Now, that won't happen 100% guaranteed all the time, but there's a greater chance of it happening for sure. So that's why I don't know if that's ever happened to anybody, but you'll post out an artwork, you might tag somebody in it, or you know, it just might be an artwork that's trending currently right now, unbeknownst to you, and you'll just get a whole lot of random new followers. But you can see that if, you, if it's just a, a normal personal post you do on your Facebook personal profile, if you tag someone on that profile, people, their friends can see it as well. Yeah, just be careful of that, because you don't want to become one of those annoying, I'm going to tag everybody people. No, oh, so so there's a fine line, but uh, as there is in everything, with how you how you do that. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So that's that's, um, that's basically it for Facebook. Then I'll I'll say. Yeah, we got the website stuff sorted. We've got the social networking stuff sorted, and of course, you can start posting onto other website forums to do with artwork, such as you know Deviant Art. That's still floating around. There is ArtStation, which is new and pretty popular. Great for SEO. It's uh, it's one of those websites SEO? that allow that people mean? to find you quite fast. What does that stand for? Uh, uh, SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Ah. And if yeah, so basically, to put it in simple terms, what you want to do with your website is you want to have a blog running on there. And a blog is just written articles, essentially, that you might write up concerning your, again, your journey as an artist. I know for me, when I first started out, I would write blog posts about what I was currently learning, what was currently challenging me, and what artistic struggles I was trying to overcome at the time. And basically, what that allowed me to do was put out content that Google's crawlers right, could pick up. Ah, on the internet so so those articles would be indexed so that say for example i was okay let's take how to draw comics for example right Uh, i've got a few tutorials on the website labeled how to draw heads and you know in within those articles i'll be like you know if you want to learn how to draw the human head you do this this and this but basically every time someone google searches how to draw a head into the search engine well, there's a there's a larger chance that Google's crawlers would have picked up my article and will be showing that to the person who's searching for that particular piece of content. Yeah, do you that, get it? Yeah, that's a good point because when I do some Google searches, 
blocks also just pops up randomly, so that's a good idea. I just didn't know exactly. what I, I just didn't know what it stood for. So I, I'm yeah, learning. Yeah, no, well, a lot of other people might not either. So it's a good that you you asked that. We are learning English together, uh, folks. Yeah. So say for example, you've posted up your Thanos pick, and you've written a little bit about the process that you took to creating it you let people know what challenges you had in creating it and you let them know how you feel now that it's done and ready to go well if someone's googling Thanos artwork or Thanos fan art then there's a pretty good chance hopefully somewhere in the sea of all the information out there on the internet that somebody's gonna see that Thanos picture that you created exactly that's Valid point. So that's how it all works. It's all kind of techy, but if you're an artist and you clued into some of this stuff, it'll allow you to get your more eyes on your artwork, essentially, which is really the end game here. We want to create artwork so that we can show it to the world and get as many people looking at it as possible, not just for business ventures as far as our art business stuff goes, but also just to, to sh give what we've created to the world and make sure that many as many people as possible are going to be entertained by it yeah exactly and another thing uh, now that we're talking about the facebook and the websites and the search engines uh, uh before we go too far another issue that i uh, we need to uh, we need to discuss as well is some on uh, that's happening i've seen a lot happening on the groups as well in order mm. to in order to be able to stand out, you need patience. A lot of people mm. expect likes immediately. Expect that okay, I put up a picture. Everyone everyone should like me now on Facebook. That's how it goes, right? Mm. But, but that's not how it goes. You you need patience. You need to. It's a struggle. Uh, same as everything. And we talked about this before. As an artist, you need patience. You need the mindset, the whole fact that we're going full circle once once again with the different factors that it takes, and people people is easily forget that for some reason because they think, well, there's so much activity, so they they're bound to notice me, and like no, mm -hmm. not if you not if you not continue to put your work in, at some point people will notice you, yes, but keep pushing. Don't don't expect them that they should notice you right away, even even half a year after, and you're still not getting what you want. Keep pushing. Exactly. Yeah, and there's there's things that you can do to increase your chances of getting seen. Because you're right, Rick. Like, it you, you can't expect to just post out an artwork and then expect a billion likes on that artwork just because you posted it out. But what you can do to increase your chances of people becoming more engaged with it is maybe instead of just posting out the artwork you backtrack a little bit and you start you, you, you begin posting out the artwork when you've done the first draft right so you post out the first draft and then you you post out maybe three works in progress of that artwork before you post out the final one that you've produced Right, because what you've done essentially along the way is you've gotten people hooked in. They're waiting for the final production, right? You've essentially let them know that, hey guys, I'm working on this cool new artwork. Here's how it's looking, and you know, in a, in a few days, I'm going to be posting up the final version. They're hungry for it. They can't wait to see it. And then when you eventually do post it out, they're going to give you the likes that you're looking for. 
But um, the other thing I'd say is don't just post out your artwork and and have no description for it, right? Actually put in a little bit of time to talk about what it is you're showing to your audience. Again, talk about the journey that you took to create it. People really love a little bit of a story, even if it's just a simple one. And again, they, they love the struggles as well that, uh, that you'll go through. So talk about what you struggled with in the production of that particular illustration. And what you'll find is that people not only give you a like, but they'll probably comment on the piece of artwork that you've, you're showing them as well. You, you've probably seen me, Rick, do this with almost every single piece of content that I post out for, say, the How to Draw Female Heads course that I've been working on. I'll always post out a little bit of a description. I'll give some value. I'll talk about, you know, why I've created this piece of artwork. And, you know, I'm constantly doing that. I'm posting out little previews of the course and people are waiting for that final course to be released so you essentially want to warm up your audience with every new thing that you're going to show them also if the warm-up is a whole is a whole year is that what you're saying <laughs> yes that was another oh. that was another impatient kick from my end i know but I, blur, I get, blur, I get what, but you're right i've i pushed it overboard with it definitely i get what you're saying and at at for me now as a fan I'm looking more forward to uh, to read uh, to read what you have to write about the progress rather than the picture in itself which just mm. proves proves your point that it's a good idea to have to have a bit rant uh, call it a rant written down about how what your thoughts were going through that part uh, that part of your work and I'm just yeah well also looking through Facebook right now uh, just jumping mm. a little back to what we were talking about about showing po- progress. Recently, someone named Lou Andy on our in our group mm-hmm. started Love out Lou's work. started out with just putting up his uh, pencils of of a female dressed as a bunny with a bunny, <laughs> and then slowly yep. and then uploaded inks, uploaded. And the first one of the, those I saw was actually the card version. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is nice." Mm. And then I clicked on his name. clicked on his name to see what else he's put up in the group, and I could see he mm. had actually put up the whole progress. And I was like, "Ah, this is nice. To, uh, this is nice to see." There you go. So. It's in practice, right? Because people are waiting for the colored version. Uh, if you post out the inks to your artwork, people will sometimes even leave a comment underneath that piece of artwork, and they'll go. Hey, you gonna color this? Exactly. Right? And oh, if you go, yep, I'm gonna be posting up the colored version in a few days, then you've got someone there waiting, just waiting to check it out. Also, also, if it's good pencils, people are like, hey, can I can I try my inks on this? Even mm. or can I try yeah. my colors on this? Even though you're gonna color it yourself, and then you're gonna get get what you really need, which is interaction with your potential fans. Absolutely, because then you're creating a relationship with them. It's a back and forth all of a sudden. So you have to, you have to put the effort in, and it's kind of like you're kicking up the value of the artwork itself. So now you're not just posting out the artwork, but you're posting out insight into how it was done, which increases the value. And then maybe you're also posting out some advice on what your audience could do if they want to do the same thing. So again, you're you're kicking up that value to a new level. And that's what it's all about, man, making what you're producing even more valuable, as valuable as you can make it. And that's going to create 
that engagement with your audience, yeah. which in turn will build the relationship between you and them. You you need to teach your you need to teach your audience even even for a year. Mm. Sorry, that was two times. That was two times within a few minutes. I'm. Yes, yes. What what Rick's referring to, by the way, there, guys, uh, is is a little bit of an in joke, into uh, <laughs> how I've taken a year to actually complete this course, and the entire time I've just been teasing people with uh, little previews here and there because I'm a perfectionist and I keep on redoing the thing. But um, thank you, Rick. Thank you. <laughs> we had a, we had a slight <laughs> uh, talk on it, I think, in, in in the first podcast as well, where I was where I was yep. in front of you, but. Yeah, you're he's, you're doing it right after all. You, 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 because you could have easily just waited until you were done, and then it mm. would have been a, a whole year without people actually really hearing from you. And I don't think you would have kept people around for that long. Exactly. If I had have just posted it out when it was done and ready to go, uh, and I'm expecting people to to jump on board with it, well that's not really going to work. That's not realistic because I haven't been telling people about it. So tell people about what it is that you're working on. It could be an artwork that you've worked on for a few days. It could be an entire comic book that you've worked on for a year, but let people in on what it is you're doing. Exactly. So, so yeah. it's a good, so it's a good idea. So yeah, exactly. So, so once we've got the, the social network set up, we've got the Facebooks, the Instagrams, what comes next? I'd you say I'd say YouTube. YouTube, yeah, totally. In, and in you my do case, want to get onto in, in my case, at least, it's not it's not for everybody to do YouTube after all. Yeah, it's a different it's a different medium to present that value that we were talking about on. Right, you, you're now showing people in the form of a video what it is you're doing and that could be done in any number of ways you, what, what, what do you show in the actual video where you can show a video breakdown of what you're doing um, you could uh, you could show a slideshow of the portfolio of work that you've created yeah yeah so, photo, uh, so YouTube for me is all is a good is something I want to do but yeah there's also twitch Live streaming, if Twitch you're, is a big deal, yeah. If you're brave enough, enough, I'm not sure if I I'm ever gonna be brave enough to actually go live and do do my art like that. Because I'm <laughs> totally I'm, I'm, it, I'm too much of a perfectionist, and I'm like, oh, if I make mistakes live when people see it, oh shit, oh that will that will make me that will make me look bad, but it it, it won't. In my mind, I know it it won't. It will make me look human. So it's oh, it'll make you relatable. Exactly. So yeah, definitely, man. It, it's it, it's hard to kick those nerves in the beginning as well. It takes some getting used to, and the more you get used to it, the less you care, and the more natural you sound. Like this podcast, right? We're gonna get better and better at doing this. We'll get into our rhythm, and <laughs> we'll start sounding more and more natural because we'll become less perfectionist, right? Hey, speak, speak for yourself. I, I'm as natural as I can be doing this. Oh yeah, so natural, <laughs> so natural. No nerves at all, huh? I got plenty of nerves. Nerves. Yeah, I bet. Um, so in in terms of actually releasing a comic book, you know, I get a lot of uh, questions about this, and. There's a lot of people that I know 
my brother included, who has just finished his comic book, Kozor, and it looks amazing, by the way, and yeah, he's doing up really, a whole really website great. for it and everything. Um, and But the thing is, you know, it's, it's exactly what we were talking about this entire time. Just because you create a comic book and you finish the comic book and then release the comic book doesn't mean you're going to get an influx of people waiting at the door to buy it if you haven't let them know about it first. So a few little tactics that I was thinking about, <laughs> and I kind of went back into the 90s, Rick, on this one when I was kind of brainstorming ideas as to how people could get more interest in the comic book project that they're working on, mm. was I just thought it would be so cool if, especially in terms of digital comics, which, uh, let's face it, the cheapest way of producing and publishing a comic book these days, if you actually did what they're doing at DC and Marvel now, where they're releasing the variation, uh, the variant covers, right? Yeah. But also pushing it a step further where you had variant intros to the story and variant endings, oh, right? Yeah. So, so you might, for example, release a comic book and you might have, say, you know, you might have an endless amount of copies, especially if it's digital. You know, as many people as you want can just download the comic book and, and read it. But maybe there's a limited amount of versions of that comic that have that variant cover or have that alternative ending. Right, that increases the value. So, say for example, the first hundred customers uh, might get this this variant cover, for example, or the again the variant ending. But the point is, is it's increasing the value of that particular version of the comic, which is great for digital. Because, what does everybody say about digital comics, Rick? I don't know. No, don't put me on the spot like that, dude. They they say that. <laughs> They say that it's not like, you know, it has less value because it's digital. It's not a physical thing that you can hold oh, in. Oh, in that, the, yeah, yeah, sorry. The hand, yeah. It's, it's almost five o'clock in the night here, Clayton. Oh, I'm, oh, man, I shouldn't test you. Yeah. Definitely. This could be fun, though. This could be fun. Yeah. Maybe I should uh, <laughs> I should throw a few fast ones at you again and, and just see what, what you struggle. Yeah, it shouldn't go one way only. <laughs> yeah. But well, that's you're, it. you're right. Um, Many people think that the digital comics have has less value to than physical because you can't hold it in your hand. You can't show it. I own this, and you can't wrap it in mint, uh, mm. keep it in mint condition. And and the collector mm. and the collector sense of it all is kind of kind of gone when it's di digital. Exactly, and that's what I think the, the variant covers kind of bring it back. And you could even release, like, digital collector cards, right? And with this specific version of the comic, you get this special, like, rare collector card uh, that with, with that particular copy of the book, yeah? So you could have digital collector cards, you could have variant covers and alternative endings. I like okay, that. Just idea. throwing out those ideas. Yeah. You could also have... Um, you could also have an art book that came with your comic. Again, limit that art book to the first, uh, you know, 100 or 200 customers that actually buy it so that people can see how it was made. Again, we know that people love that stuff. They like getting an insight into how you're creating it, so why not give it to them and that's a as an additional and, level of value? And that's also a, a really good way to get your name out there because they're going to share, hey, Guys, this new comic. If you're one of the first people, you'll get this, this, and this. And then, mm. and then when the, the word gets around, even if they didn't make it, they'll know. 
when the next issue arrives or comes up, they need to be fast about it because now there's word the word has gone around, and then it will sell fa uh, sell faster and there will be more people ready to jump on it from the get go. As long yeah, as totally. as long as you keep teasing them with the progress before you're ready for to to put it up. Exactly, and that was going to be my next point: is is the progress that the pre uh, the, the pre release phase of the comic book. So, um, you want you really want people to become attached to the characters that are going to be at the center of the story that you're creating for your comic. So. One of the other cool things that I thought of was creating maybe a little booklet that explained a bit about each of the characters within the comic that you're creating. So, you know, short bios, for example, or different costume designs that you might have come up with for the in the in the concept phase mm. of the character design for you for, for, that you were including in the comics. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that'd be really cool as well. Uh, kind of like creating a wiki for the comic that you're making. It's like it's like with movies oh. when it came on DVD. You can if you buy it or if you bought it on DVD and special editions, there will be th different different uh, blooper reels, gag reels, and uh, <laughs> and special commentary. Uh, commentary. Yeah, exactly. So it's basically I mean, the same. It, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you know we, we all know who Wolverine is, right? Wolverine and Spider-Man, <laughs> yeah, who? Uh, Venom, you were talking about Venom before Thanos. Like, it's not exactly the actual comic that we fall in love with. It's the character inside the comic. So share that character. Tell people about that character in the Facebook groups, on your Facebook fan page, and on your website. Um, you know, show them in different contexts, different frames throughout the comic book. And talk about what's happening within each one of those frames so that, again, your audience can be like, oh, man, this looks really cool. I can't wait to get the latest issue of what, you know, whatever you've titled your comic book. I, I, actually, got, I actually got a story for that to try and uh, to, for, uh, to explain it a little. Because I was yeah. uh, in, in, De in Denmark sometimes when Marvel issues comes out came out in Denmark when the comic... When we actually sold comics here in Denmark, which we haven't done in years now for some reason, but <laughs> but sometimes Danish uh, Danish artist that was that was working in the business, but freelancing in Denmark, were 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 allowed to make their own covers, which were what which were what got put on the stand when when they had made made some. And they never really got my intention because they always focused more on the title itself instead of the heroes. Marvel has always, yeah. for example, Marvel has always been good at put the most important heroes in this comic in front at the cover. But when the when the Danish artists tend to do it, it was more they drew like what was gonna happen inside the comic. That was yeah. that that was the focus more than the actually hero involved and I never felt felt drawn to those I could easily yeah. I could easily pass them by when I looked over the stands without even noticing the title and what it said because exactly. I couldn't see that it was the title of that hero like Spider-Man because because maybe the uh, Rhino was uh, was the front cover because he was in the <laughs> he was in the comic but what but there was no Spider-Man but there was Rhino, and I, mm. 
I like Rhino as a hero, sure, but not under not undercover to grab my attention. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's it's taking away from Spider Man, which is why you read the comic in the first place. Exactly, it's him. I'm it's him. I'm interested in. I'm not interested in Rhino uh, uh, more than him being being one of the villains. Yeah. So it's a good point. Yeah, exactly. Totally, man. And I think all of these things, when you combine them together, can make for uh, can produce a lot of hype for whatever it is you, that you're working on. So definitely, the the variant covers, the the alternative endings, the digital collector cards that you might release with your comic book, the art book that you could release with it, and of course, ultimately, you could have that that booklet with all the character bios in them that actually told the audience about your characters. And by the way, you don't actually have to sell that bio booklet with the comic book itself. You could actually post them out as kind of like infographics onto your Facebook. And one of the most popular things to share are infographics, which are essentially just, um, you know, essentially a diagram of your character with different aspects about them that have been listed, bit of a backstory, bit of a description, uh, and, you know, a character which is annotated. You post that out, people are going to see it. They're going to become interested and intrigued and curious about who it is you're showing them, especially if it's a cool-looking character, and that's going to lead them to check out the comic book that those characters are featured in. Exactly. It's the, yeah. that, that's the interesting part of Roll. It's getting involved it's getting involved in in both the character and the artist, which is basically the totally. po- point uh, which is basically I think is the point you're trying to get at. Make, yeah, well then as people, you're producing make it. your fa- make the fa- people watching you interested in both you and what you're doing. Yeah. Because then as you're producing that comic book, say that I'm creating a comic book for Knox, which is uh, what the challenge that we had on the HCDC group was surrounding. Um, Say I'm creating a comic book for Knox. Well, I can also post out little posts on my Facebook feed that actually tell people what Knox is going through currently within the latest issue of the comic book, right? And you could even get the audience involved. You could do a poll on, hey, you know, how do you think... Nox should make it out of this particular situation, or who's gonna win between Nox and this other, you know, badass villain that he might be we'll fighting. Make it, an inter- right? make it an interactive comic. That sounds like a good idea as well. Yeah, totally. Hey guys, you know what? I'm gonna put this to you. You're gonna decide the ending for this particular issue, right? Exactly. Then, of course, like they had no other choice but to check out that comic because they've been a part of it. They've helped create it. And well, you could be really mean then, and then said, then don't, don't show the choice you made because, or make a poll where people couldn't see which which mm. vote won, and then just say if you want the answer, go uh, go read the comic. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you could you could even say, hey, you know, who who is who's the hero gonna fight next? Who is Nox going to fight in the next issue? And uh, and yet people will be really excited about that, especially if you've... Because think about it, you could post out an infographic for the villains as well. Yeah, so they have something to yeah. choose from. Exactly. You know, I get really excited about this stuff, Rick, because it takes me back to when I was a kid and we'd get collector cards in the cereal boxes or... You know, even the comic books that you got back then would actually come with collector cards, and it was super cool because you could collect those as well as collecting the comic books. 
and you know even after the story was said and done for that particular issue you'd sit there just looking at this card for hours or you know re-looking re back through the comic and I guess that's the, kind of the beauty of it and it's important I think when it comes to digital comics to try and bring that back a little bit to bring back that sense of creating a collection of comics and and feeling like you know you <laughs> feeling the the immersion that that comes from actually having that comic in your hand and being able to look through it so yeah I, I think if we can re-establish that connection with the audience digital comics are going to do a lot better which is great for comic creators who are independent because we don't always have the funds at our disposal to actually create and produce and publish a physical comic that we can hold. But we have, uh, we have, uh, we have, we have easier, we have it easier than mm. than doing it physical. So that's the that's the plus side of doing it di digitally. And there's a lot of places you can you can you can you can publish your work you don't even have to publish it on your own there's pe there's places like comicsology that takes in that takes in indie comics there's the how to draw comics.net webpage that has that have their own comics running at their, their own store with great options for yeah. comics yeah the hdc comic book store which is great they already already and... really filled up with the, with choices and i think there's some some of the comics that's already up at like issue five or seven last oh, yeah. so yeah. people are <clears throat> there's a lot a lot of good reads in there and if there's people looking for a place to publish their comics well i'm sure clayton clayton doesn't mind you pop into his private messaging to hear him out yeah definitely guys if you have got a comic book that you've created um, what you can do is you can head on over to www.howtodrawcomics.net and if you go to the comic book store page or the comics the comics button, uh, what you'll be able to do is not only look through the selection of comics that we already have available there from the community, but you'll also be able to jump down to the submit button and basically read through the details of how to get your comic book actually onto the store. And uh, you know, it's just one of the one of the many ways that we've tried to give back to the community as much as possible to try and get more eyes on the work that they're creating. And although it's starting out fairly slow and fairly small, we're we're hoping to build that up over time and to let it gain momentum as as time goes on and as we get more and more of a selection of comic books on there and, and artists like yourself actually creating comic books. We really want to encourage that within the community. You know, we, we want people not only to be, you know, and initially, of course, howtodrawcomics.net was, its mission was to teach people how to draw comics. But on top of that, we also want you to create the comic and then help you to get it out there as well. So hopefully that'll all come into into full swing in the future. But we'll see how it goes. We We're excited we, about it, aren't we, Rick? We talk, yeah, definitely. I, I'm actually considering still working on doing making making my style work better as a comic because mm. i could see i could see that 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 realistic side i'm working with work well in a comic if it's done properly we've seen alex rust do it we've seen gabriel del Otto. so that's my point of working and i'm definitely going that way mm. with it if if that's the case yeah, definitely. So cool, man. We are going to 
we got it. So let her, let's just go back. We got everything settled, haven't we? Facebook, your own, your own website. So we got the web. Yep, we got the website. That comes first. You got to set that up first. Then we've got Facebook, Instagram. They're the two main ones, really. You can add Twitter and Pinterest and Tumblr to that if you want to. But you're going to use those to funnel people back to the website, right? And then, of course, you want to join those Facebook groups and start posting on them. Post on different forums such as, you know, DeviantArt and ArtStation and start getting your work out there so that people can check it out and then become hopefully a little bit curious as to what else you've got to offer and start to explore, you know, again, your more personal pages, the, the central hub of where you've got all your artwork sitting and showcased, again, on your website and, you know, wherever else you've got it featured. But then you want to try to keep up that engagement by giving out daily posts, you know, creating value, different forms of value so that you can put it out there and, and get people, you know, and create a bit of a connection with your audience and hopefully uh, develop a relationship with them. Exactly. So that's that's the main points we were we were we were wanting to get out there in in a ways of approaching social media and getting out there as as an yeah, artist. But, but again, you can do. There are so many ways to do it. But the most important thing is the patience. Keep struggling, keep fighting for it, <laughs> and keep pushing it. That's, in my view, has to be said over and over again because people tend to forget that that it's a struggle. It's not easy. You have to put in the work because if you don't put in the work, then, you know, I hate to say this, this sounds bad, but if you don't put in the work, it's like what makes you think that you deserve the, <laughs> deserve the attention that you're looking for, right? You've got to cultivate that for yourself. You know, nothing comes without pursuing it. Um, nothing's just going to be handed to you. You've actually got to go out. You can have anything you want in this life. You can you can have anything, but you've got to go out there and get it. Exactly. And you have to work. Yeah, for... and it takes time. Well, I... it's hard. You know, anything worth doing is going to be hard to get. I I don't think that's that's uh, that's a tough talk. I think that's logical, rational talk. But I've always mm. been told I I I I I can be way too direct in the way SP say things. So. But I I don't uh, think think you saying that you have to work for it or you get some uh, go, go anywhere or you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Well, I I sit back and I go, you know, what <laughs> whenever I'm I'm going out there to get something to to be successful to achieve something, I ask myself, well, what am I going to have to do to really deserve that? Okay, how much work am I going to need to put in? to make that really happen given that no one's going to give it to me exactly given that i'm the only one who can actually make it happen exactly yeah so totally man well that's it for the for this this subject of the podcast yeah let's let's call it a wrap on this particular part of the podcast and you've got a little bit of an announcement to make we got we got something uh, there's something that i know a lot of listeners are waiting for and that is the announcement of the HTC, sorry, I'm tired. And that's spell the, out your words. <laughs> and that's the How to Draw Comics Challenge of the Month number one. On the Facebook group. As yeah, as you as you all aware of, I am doing Challenge of the Months 
on the Facebook group, and I promised I was to, I was going to announce the winner in the podcast here. However, before we started, me and Clayton Carter came up with this good idea to involve you guys. So each of us, have, both of us, has, had look, has looked through the submissions. Really great submissions, all of them. You, you. Oh yeah, we love them. Yeah. And. And, and it's a, it, like the, we were so blown away by how many people participated as well and got involved and the standard of quality to which those submissions were put in like that was some amazing artwork right <laughs> lots of love and passion was brought into it yeah and we loved it all but and it was it was hard for me at least to find one mm. so we agreed on finding one each and then put it to a poll in the group that I... the, the how to draw comics group we should probably get the web address just so that the people who are listening to the podcast can, are actually able to 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 find the website that we're talking about yeah the group that we're talking about so if you jump onto facebook and you search how to draw comics into the search bar essentially it'll pop up but it's it's facebook.com slash groups slash how to draw comics and you'll find the how to draw comics group that we're speaking about here so we picked uh, we picked one each that we fi- of all the great submissions that we are going to put in a, a vote for during the ne- the next week after right after this podcast. So we both cho- chose one of the uh, the submissions out of the many ones that was there. And Clayton, go ahead and tell yours. Yep, so the submission that I chose was uh, by an artist, a very talented artist by the name of Renan Belmont, and I hope that I'm pronouncing that right, but man, I absolutely love this piece. So again, basically what the challenge was centered around was recreating a design for a character that I'd done up a little while ago now named Nox, right? Looks a bit like a Mortal Kombat character, like he stepped right out of the game. Um, But yeah, so, so basically... That was the mission that uh, many of the people who got involved in the competition needed to accomplish was to create a redesign. And I thought that Renan Belmont's was just, you know, it was tops. It was a nice, clean redesign. And the way in which he presented Knox was very kind of cinematic, almost as though he had taken a, a screenshot of Knox from a movie or something and, and, and showing that. So I love the way it was composed, love the amount of expression in Knox's face and in his body language. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'm gonna, that's the uh, the piece that I'm choosing to, to put to the poll. I agree, it was what a, you, a that, that's a great pick and and it's basically to say, it goes along with the, goes along the same lines as mine, as my pick. With the with the action sequence and the feel and the the character feeling alive, but also redesigned and still looking, but still you can easily mm-hmm. see, hey, that that that's Nox just looking differently. And my pick yeah. has all that as well. And my pick is Brian Leverett, and I'm butchering that name, but Brian Leverett. <laughs> we're, we're both butchering names. Made a more <laughs> fut- uh, futuristic redesign he changed kind of kind of everything on Knox, but still the main the main parts was is so close lookalikes that you can easily still see it's the same character which for me he did everything i asked for in the challenge to 
so perfectly that he that he got the, had to be to be my choice. So those are awesome. the so those are the two choices. If you want to see all the submissions, you you simply go just go to the How to Draw Comics Facebook group, and in the search bar you you type in hashtag HTDCC1. And every yep, HTDCC1. That's it. And all of the all of the submissions will pop pop up. I will make a poll immediately after this one, after this podcast mm-hmm. is uh, is over, and it will be put up for you guys to vote on for the for until the up until the next podcast where we'll file where the yeah. winner will be announced. And awesome. And yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah, and we want to we want to thank everybody who actually submitted to this challenge because there was so much good work, and we really appreciate you guys bag, getting I was, involved. I was taking a bag about how much how much love there was for it, how much interest. It was super yeah, great. I mean, we we've got to do this again. Um, like it was so it's so good. It's just getting it's just getting started, my man. Let me tell you, I got plenty of ideas for upcoming challenges. <laughs> Oh, awesome. I, I, can't, I cannot wait. So, again, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it, everyone who, who took part in the comp. Yeah. Cool. Well, shall we wrap up this episode of the podcast now, Rick, and uh, call it a day, let you get some sleep? Oh, yeah, thank you. I'm, 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 you, can, you guys can pro- most likely hear it. I'm tired. Yeah, what, what time is it there? It's... Five in the morning? Yeah. Wow, and I've been and I've been to Legoland with the whole family and everything, so I'm tired. This man does not sleep. No. <laughs> so now I'm gonna go sleep for th- three hours, and then my body will be like, hey, "It's okay, wake up." Yeah. Awesome. So thank you, guys. All right, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for being here, Rick, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you next time. <laughs>